Okay, welcome to the show. Today, our guest is Michelle Hollis, aka M-Tray, aka M-Trizzle. She's a TEDx speaker, founder of High Five to the Vibe, and a co-author of the 2021 bestseller, Harmony and Chakras, Volume 2. Michelle, thank you so much for coming on the show. I am so excited to be here. This is such a pleasure. So you got on my radar because your tagline on LinkedIn is enabling sales enablement. And that's a joke we make with our team all the time, because when we work with enterprise sales enablement folks or uh, enterprise marketing folks, you know, they're always like, we got this great content and no one pays attention to us. Uh, you know, we can't get any engagement with uh, the materials we work so hard to build. So we always you know, make dumb jokes about sales enablement, needing an enablement, but that <laughs> caught my eye. We, we got to chatting. Can you share with the audience what enabling sales enablement means to you? Yes. I am so <laughs> glad that that resonated with you. Cause I literally just updated that baby just a few weeks ago because I really got to understand like this whole SaaS space and the, you know, the sales enablement. And I'm like, wow, that's great. But what I'm seeing is coming out and what I'm hearing from sales enablement is that they are having a hard, just what you said, that they're having a hard time getting the engagement, which is what we want. Enablement needs engagement with their employees. So what I, in my experience is missing from the equation is really getting that connecting on a personal level and helping each each person in the rev ops uh you know cipher if you will to recognize and have the personal equity in the process because until they really can understand what is in it for them what it's going to do for their personal life and how it's going to help them to develop their character so that they can step into leadership and keep going up in their uh you know in their career journey then they don't they don't understand why they would want to invest time in that direction does that make sense it does you know this show a major theme is about humanizing business and that can be taken a bunch of different ways you know uh our lens is usually from a marketing and enablement lens how do you humanize your content your materials to connect with people but really on an individual level we all have to feel like we're part of something bigger and see what's in it for us um, to be part of that machine. So, you know, when you and I connected, we talked about uh, the importance of alignment and alignment has been, you know, a theme for me in, in my life because I think I didn't really understand, especially when I was younger, how many conflicting thoughts, emotions, feelings I had that were, you know, possibly holding me back personally and professionally because, um, you know, I wasn't necessarily aligned in all the different ways. I'd love to hear how, you know, the theme of alignment, uh, you know, what's the role of the, the theme of alignment in your story and, and how did that become a major piece of, of what you're doing today? I love that question. Cause it's all about, <laughs> it's all about what I'm about being grounded and in alignment. Um, and that I have a very, there's a very big piece of me that is very metaphysical, you know, that's very spiritual. And there's a very big part of me that's very logical and practical. And that's really the balance that we want to strike in our life. And that's when we're most in alignment with our assignment, what, when we can understand how, what we are doing currently 
is giving us the opportunity to express ourselves fully as a human being, you know? So that's bringing your whole personality into it. So, and I, and you know, you are such a great and big and bright and energetic presence, uh, Andrew on LinkedIn. <laughs> You That's, are, you yeah. know, and you you just attract people. I'm so excited to play your uh, poker game, just that engagement game that you guys <laughs> are about to have at the beginning of May. It's going to be fun and awesome. And you're bringing that energy to LinkedIn. And it's being very much engaged with because we're tired of trying to compartmentalize our life. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, those days are really kind of over ever since the pandemic. And now that we are doing things more online, we're doing things, you know, a lot of teams are remote these days. People want to be themselves. You know, they want to be themselves. They don't want to have to cover up their tattoo when they go to work. You know what I'm saying? They want to be able to express themselves. And when companies can realize that they have a captive audience that they can actually pour into and help them to develop their character. And, and when they can look at their team and say, hey, you have the skill set for a leader. I wouldn't have hired you if I didn't think that you have leadership skills. Now, leadership skills are different for everyone. It doesn't mean that every leader is going to be a manager. But they're, when you lead yourself, and when especially in sales, when you can lead your customer to the right solution, now you've, you have developed and worked through a lot of those personal blockages and been able to find the confidence to do that. So I'm, I am a sales confidence coach. And so that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to make people realize that they are special. Everyone does have value that they can bring to the table in their own special way. And when people are empowered to do that, you'll be able to get them to do amazing things. And when they can see themselves growing as, an, as a human, in the position and helping move the organization forward to growth. Now you're talking Apple, you know, you're talking those big, those big firms who got their people to be group, company groupies is what I like to say, you know, <laughs> company groupies. I like that. That's, that's funny. And that, uh, the groupies connected to your, to your background as a musician. I love that, you know, it, you're talking about bringing your whole self to work. And I think, uh, I think, you know, a lot of people are afraid to do that. Um, and, and it's interesting because we are in, I think we are in a new world. We're in a new time uh, where people do want that. And I've seen posts on LinkedIn. I've heard it from the enterprise teams we work with. It's like, well, where's the line? Where's the line of being myself versus being professional? Uh, you know, and I think that's, that's an area we're still trying to figure out. I mean, to me, it's as long as you are being respectful of others, really listening, um, telling the truth in a respectful way, then anything really goes right. Uh, and, and you don't have to leave any parts of you at home. Um, but I, I'd be interested to hear your take on it. Do you think there's a line of what you can bring to work or what you shouldn't bring to work or, you know, what, what is the new professionalism? I love that question because that is the value of having personal development training. Because as when you're developing your character, it's actually like you're, okay, if you're looking at your, as your life as a movie, 
like think the hero's journey or the heroine's journey. You know, I call it the heroine's journey because I always put my own spin on things. But are you familiar with Joseph Campbell and the hero's journey? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So if we are all living our own hero's journey, and that's why we're so attracted to those movies, to all the movies and or all the frameworks that say you're an average person. Now you've come up to an opportunity to really be great. You might run away from that opportunity at first, but then you have a mentor that comes in and really guide you like Mr. Miyagi or something, <laughs> you know, I always love to use the karate kid as an example. Cause it's just so good. Great. And Mr. Miyagi teaches you that, Hey, with some certain, you know, if you do things in a certain way over time, you're going to develop into a better person. So coming back to your, your question, as far as like, where's the line, when you decide to develop your character, you are transforming into a person that makes better decisions, that considers doing the right thing, that, that develops an emotional intelligence. So that's why it's important that, yeah, you don't just want to be like, it's a free for all, bring, you know, bring yourself to the, you know, bring yourself to the job, you know, you know what? Just be like, come on, you know, it's like, no, how about we, um, how about we take you, how about we invest in you employee because we care about your mental health. We care about giving you the opportunity to tap into your greatness and see how wonderful you can be. There are bad habits that you can overcome. You know, there are addictions that you can break because let's face it, that's a big issue in the workplace. Nobody wants to talk about it, but it probably, especially remote, you probably have some of those issues more often than not. I mean, not more often than not, but more than we like to think about, you know? So when you bring this opportunity for people to have that self-awareness and self-reflection and say, hey, you can develop into a better person. Now you can trust that them coming as their whole self is going to be in gratitude because you actually gave them a chance to actually think about themselves and to look within and you gave them a safe space to do that. And you're saying, hey, we're giving you this tool or these tools so that you can do that and so that you can bring your full self forth. And then it's done with a higher level of integrity and loyalty and respect. Interesting. So when you go into work with a team and start moving things in this direction, how do you start? Can you tell us a little bit about your process? Yes, um, absolutely. So when I'm working with teams, one of the, that, one of the most important things to do is especially when it comes to the person, the personal development side, because with sales, you know, it's, it's strategy and tactics and, you know, it's a lot of product knowledge and moving people through a sales cycle. So when you, uh, when an organization invests in personal, in a personal development opportunity, um, what it's doing, it's giving the individual a chance to have a confidence script to create a confidence script for themselves to say, okay, this is who I am. And it's going to be tailored different to every person. That's the inclusion side, you know? So a lot of di diversity, equity, and inclusion goes into this. And it's not about race or color or gender. It's just about everyone bringing their unique and, and authentic self to the table. That's the diversity. That's the inclusion. And the equity is giving them a reason to want to have buy-in 
into where the company's trying to go and seeing themselves in the equation. That's the fairness and the equity that everyone gets to go if you do the work, you know? And so where I start with, I start with music. I start with music. So we're having a team meeting. I come in, I'm going to sing and I'm going to rap because that's going to get everybody's attention. And, <laughs> you know, then we're going to have a car. I'm going to sing, you know, because I write and sing personal, you know, songs that are that are pop music or hip hop music and dope beats and the, the, the rhymes are on point. But there's a message because I think we've missed that a lot in this recent, you know, um, radio culture that we have today. And so, so what, then what I do is get people in conversation and because what I'm doing is I want people to get into their creative mind so that they are dropping their barriers and they're just have they're getting to know each other. You see what I'm saying? So they're going to be, they're going to be talking about what kind of music that they like. We're going to talk about certain issues and run through scenarios that just help people to just get into just the spirit of being themselves. And it's amazing how in 10 to 15 minutes, how much people will know about each other that they never knew before, even if they worked together for months or years. What's your favorite song? My favorite song? Or one of them. I mean, that's a, I know that's a hard one because when people ask me that, I'm like, come on. But <laughs> right? what's one that comes, what's one you're jamming right now? Or what style of music? How about that? What what style of music do you I like? mean, I like all kinds, but I've been revisiting all of uh, Kanye West since I watched the documentary on Netflix, you know? Uh, okay. And so it got me way back into college dropout and stuff that I haven't listened to in years. Yeah, I love that. I love... Um, I love like the the work it out song. That was good. <laughs> that, that's the you know we could out. But, you know, so yeah. So you start talking to people, and then I'm like, well, what? Why? Why Kanye West? Why College Years? What did you like about that? Was that your favorite record? You know, so we as you can see, we could have a longer conversation about this, and it has yeah. nothing to do with anything about work. But I'm gonna get to know more about you and realize that hey, we have some stuff in common. You're speaking my my language, our language completely. So, you know, games are a huge part of what we do and it works the exact same way as what you're talking about. If I come to work every day, let's say you and I, Michelle, we work together for 10 years and all we ever do is team meetings and talk about product and go through our scripts and whatever. I'll never know anything about you uh, unless we create a little bit of time, a little bit of space to talk about something else. And, uh, you know, again, game does it because then you beat me and I start talking trash and we realize, <laughs> Hey, well, we actually, you know, that reminds me of this and we actually connect in different ways. And it's exactly what you're talking about. Those barriers come down. The openness begins to happen. You see each other in different ways and you actually start listening to one another and collaborating because I realize you bring things to the table. I never knew you did. And hopefully vice versa. And then we can can collaborate then we can solve problems then we can look at things at different ways together because we've connected um you know some of that professional competition that happens naturally is going to be alleviated and we can you know get on the same team and really collaborate together you know one thing i was i've thought been thinking about a lot lately um talking with my team uh in helping some of our customers solve their problems coming to your point of confidence you know, a big misconception about confidence I had for a long time was like, 
I have to know what's best. I have to be the one who's going to lead people forward. I have to know what the answers are. And the reality is it's the complete opposite. You have to have the confidence to be ignorant and say, hey, I need to ask a question. I don't know what's going on here. Let's dig deeper. What's the real problem? And the confidence has nothing to do with knowing the answers and everything to do with you know, a faith and a poise to find the answers. I agree. And you know what else? The, here's the, here's a big one. Chief, this is Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. Chief aim, definiteness of purpose. Like when you, when you can have clarity over, I like, these are the questions I asked myself and I just came up with this a few days ago, but it really works well. I, I download information fast because um, the world is changing. And again, just like you're saying, you have to be just, just be ready to be open to the conversation, you know, and, and just to be able to allow stuff in and let it out. So the questions that I came up with the other day is if I can get clear on these things here, go imposter. We can like retire the phrase imposter syndrome. I'm so sick of that phrase. I'm like, dude, let's get, just be ourselves. Then we don't have to be, once you know who you are, you don't have to ever feel fake. You know, you don't have to ever feel like an imposter. So the questions are, who am I to be? Who am I to serve? What am I doing here? And why am I talking to this person? I mean, they seem like, they seem like simple enough questions, but you get those questions down, you can, then you're open to conversations. You're open to being yourself. And to your point, you know, the creativity, it, it, it's great for the interpersonal, you know, relationships and being able to actually move a team forward. And it's incredible for a person to be able to just make, have a conversation with their prospect. It's incredible for your agent to make five times more sales calls because then they're just like, you know what? When I, because I know who I am, because I believe in what I'm selling, because I know that what I'm actually giving the opportunity for is abundance, is solving a problem, is moving society forward. You know, um, I'm with this great company that's offering, you know, like in your case, you know, we are bringing joy and connection to companies. So I'm going to pick up the phone and offer that, you know what I'm saying? And I'm going to do it in my way. I'm going to have that call. I'm going to show up on, in, in my networking events, very proud to be a representative of your company and to say, Hey, you know what? Like we're bringing something awesome to the table. So I'm just here to get that out and then qualify who I'm talking to. That's why it's, why am I talking to this person? Because sometimes the person we're talking to, if it's not the right person, then we just need to get on with it and not let it, and know the difference of whether it's something we could do different or whether that's just not the right prospect. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's interesting. There's that, uh, have you ever seen the show Silicon Valley on, on HBO? I think, is that an older show? 
Uh, it's a it's a few years older now, but you know they it's a it's a they make fun of startup culture, you know. And one of the, oh, yeah. one of the uh, one of the episodes, you know, they they're doing a big pitch competition, and everyone talks about how you know their new encryption technology is going to change the world, you know. And so there's that hype. <laughs> there's is that funny hyperbole of like, oh, our you know making the world a better place kind of thing. But right. um, on right. the flip side of that, you know, one thing that I found as a from a career in UX, uh, especially early on, you know, we do things online. It doesn't feel that tangible. Sometimes it's hard to feel the fulfillment from from what you do. And it wasn't until we talked more with our customers um, and really understood, you know, we I get to build this brand that's about games and fun and engagement, and that's great. The funny part is it's not even my favorite thing about what we do. You know, we've built some of the best tools uh, to help people run the things they run at enterprise companies, and it saves them so much time. And, you know, I'll be reluctant to say I've made the world a better place, but, you know, for our customers, we've saved a ton of time and we saved them a ton of headaches. And that is something that really does mean a lot to me. And it wasn't until I started to understand, man, I'm saving these people time. The products we build are, are making their work life better, letting them focus on the things they want to do, which is bring energy and lead a team and get results, not, you know, send rewards. Spend time with their family. There you go. So, you know, it's funny. That's like, I can see it both ways. I, I you don't want to, you don't want to have the, the hubris to say that you're, your company's changing the world, but you should give yourself uh, credit or understand the value of what you do. And I really like what you said about understanding, you know, your contribution, selling a good product, even if it's something that's a little boring, if it's saving people time and headaches, uh, you know, you can feel really proud of that. I agree with you. And, and, and I would say that, you know, obviously not everyone's going to, like you said, be as fortunate to be rocking your product, you know, to <laughs> out there in the world. And there's a lot of really, really depressed people. Okay. So, you know, and, and I'm just, you know, let's just go straight. Let's lean into the pain a little bit because that does, you are making a difference. And in, in, in when you are bringing a company together, and if, if your product is something, which it should be something that's either saving time, energy, or money, I mean, how is your, if your product's not doing one of those three things, I'm wondering, okay, <laughs> what does it do? What are you doing? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, and so if you're able to save time, you're able to save money or save people energy and resources on an energetic level, they're going to have more of that for their family. There, you know, when you are bringing in, you know, personal development, you're investing in your employees. You may just, you may just save a life. And I'm, I'm not even trying to be extra, but one of the, one of the companies, when I took them through a personal development process, and one of the things that I do, I say, hey, listen, I say, you all have health insurance benefits. This is something I say when I'm talking to people and I want you to go back and tell your teams that if you're watching this, I don't think you can. That's the issue also with, uh, it can be a fine line with human resources, you know, but people have, uh, they have preventive health services. They have therapy services and a lot of people are not using them and they need to. 
you know? So if I can go in and have this conversation and have people talking about We Are the World being their favorite song and the greatest love of all, and we're talking about songs that inspire and we get people to drop those barriers. And then I can say, hey, listen, you know, take your mental health seriously, you know, take your mental health seriously, take advantage of the preventive care that you have even getting checkups and things like that, because that shows yourself that you care and your company cares enough about you to provide these services, utilize them. Guess what it does for the company too? It saves the company a lot of money because now the company's not probably having less attrition. You know, the company is probably having uh, less call outs, you know, because people are working themselves to the bone and then stressing themselves out. So these personal development investments in, in, in teams, especially sales teams who are getting rejected all the time, you know, when we can have those conversations and say, Hey, it's a healthy thing for you to, to have, to, to uh, have a team of people to get you to that successful place that you're wanting to go. Anyone that is successful has that, you know, even Tony Soprano had a therapist. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> absolutely. And I think, you know, what I would mention my personal journey with, uh, you know, seeing a therapist, um, and die, leaning into the pain, like you were talking about, you know, before I let myself do that, uh, it was scary. It was like, Oh my God, I'm just gonna, it's going to be like opening Pandora's box, all my issues, you know? But I think, uh, the reality was for me. And I think for most people I know, um, you know, with similar experiences is that, it might be a little tough to get started, but once you start to understand your feelings, how to talk about them, how to take care of yourself, it's not that scary. It's not that much time and effort. And a little bit goes a long way. Um, just, you know, having a regular uh, time to, to respect yourself, show yourself that you're, you know, that you are invested in your well-being, and um, just taking, taking time to check in. How am I really doing? Our world is crazy. And if you have as as much fun at work as we do, then you get sucked in and you work a lot and you get, uh, you know, really into the problems you're solving and really into the opportunities there are out there. Um, and you can get lost, you know? So I think taking that time to check in, uh, is really important and it really doesn't take much. I love that. That's a uh, part of your message. You know, you're all about bringing your whole self. We've talked a little bit about your musical background. You're obviously co-author of, uh, of, a, of a bestseller. You said you're into the metaphysical. Can you share some about some of that? You know, it's so different than what we're used to talking about on this show and probably what we've talked about at enterprise companies in the SaaS world. You know, that's one of the things where I think people think, that they can't go together. There's no way, you know, uh, you know, chakras and the metaphysical can go with SaaS or enterprise software. Tell us a little bit about that and how do you integrate it? What is the alignment there? I love that you asked me that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Because at, like, again, you can't compartmentalize life. And so, um, my healing journey, you know, healing all of the, BS that, you know, the society, you know, from society's expectations, you know, I tried to go into a job and a career without honoring that, those parts of myself, the, the spiritual side. I actually was involved in SAS 10 years, 10 plus years ago before it was SAS, I guess. I don't know <laughs> it was just when it called, turned uh, into SAS, but I like <laughs> 
Yeah, it was just software development back then. But I like when I lived in Lexington, Kentucky, that's when I did the TEDx, you know, because I was already running in those circles. And what I loved about these, uh, what I loved about these people that I was networking with that were developing software and and um, creating incubators, you know, for new businesses to come in and and coding classes. And this was bad, like I said, 10 years ago. And they asked me to do the TEDx because they were just like, what can you do? And I'm like, I can bring hip hop to the TEDx, you know, and they're like, great. And so I did. And, and, and what's ironic is, is that's just who I am. You know, I'm a musician, but also I, what I've noticed is that again, it goes back to bringing your whole self to the table because when you think about it, Albert Einstein, okay. Um, some of our best mathematicians were astrologers. They were, you know, that's how they figured out math was astrology, you know, and they were philosophers and they were musicians and they were all a lot of, they were Renaissance people. So that, that said, when you bring that same energy to, especially in sales, because salespeople who I would argue are the same as business owners or entrepreneurs, obviously, you know, you have a sales component. Um, salespeople enrollers are who change the world, you know, um, no matter what your faith is, today's Good Friday, Jesus is still enrolling people. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> you know, so, I mean, you know, and, and because that the enrollment game is what sales is, you know, and, and you attract people by who you actually really are. So have you ever heard of the law yeah, of attraction? Of course. Yeah. So, um, of course you have, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I feel like everyone has at this point, but then I'm like, let me not assume that everyone has, but for the people that are watching that may not exactly be familiar with the law of attraction, most people have seen the movie, the secret, which was a big component to, uh, it was a big catalyst to really bringing the universal law of attraction out to the world, you know, and it, the first time I ever saw that, um, ironically, was when in my second or third sales meeting for Legal Shield, when that was my introduction to sales, um, to the sales world in period. So how it how energy works and how that comes to the SaaS space is again when you're when you get to develop who you are, when you the law of attraction says like attracts like. The law of attraction says that when you are a vibrational match for what you desire, then you will draw it into you. You will draw that into you. So that sounds like a whole bunch of mumbo jumbo to some people or like, you know, mad magic, but it's really not. It's really just that when you focus, what you focus on grows, where your attention goes, energy flows. So this is how real it really is. Um, I attracted being a co-author in that book into my life experience because I, I created a summit and this is just part of the process. You're going to have to learn and grow. And when you get to, the more you get to know yourself and be honest with yourself, then you can make the changes that you need to make in order to be a better person. So it's really not, um, it's really not woo woo. But it's it's really just logic, you know, it's kind of logic at that point. But when it comes to 
the, the having the harmony and chakras, I attracted the, the, the chapter that I had in that book was called the law of attraction and action. And how that relates to the chakras is that with the law of attraction, the piece that most people get miss the piece most people miss because most people think law of attraction oh let me get my menu for for the world and let me just order what i want and i'm gonna set it down and okay it's coming in because i believe it's not that's not how it works what really the, the the key piece is the emotional guidance system it's being aware of your emotions because when i say i want that all black everything range rover and you know, and I go in on Monday because I'm like, I'm I just got a sales job. I'm gonna get that all black loom, make my vision wall, you know, and I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna put that Range Rover on there. You go in on Monday to do the work and oh my god, you're scared. Now so a lot of people think, uh-oh, I, I don't believe enough. I don't believe enough. And that makes them even more anxious or maybe feel depressed, but really. The disbelief that you feel when you're going to an in on Monday to do that sales call, it's, it's giving you a hint that there's something that you need to heal. There's something you need to clear. There's something about you that doesn't believe you're worthy or you're just not clear enough on how to get there. So it's an opportunity when you have that emotion to do the work, to allow that to come up. And here's, this is the metaphysical part. What I do, and I actually have a training on this. It's a it's an evergreen uh, mini series called um, the High Five the High Vibe Five Ways to Creating Harmony, and it's just this: ask, believe, heal, and adjust your receiver and heal, because our receiver is our heart. So whenever we feel anxiety, it's really giving us a chance to say what I do, and I promise it works. If I'm wanting something, if I'm wanting a sale and I'm feeling out of discord, I say, open your heart, heart, what are you trying to tell me? And I'll, I'll take an inanimate project and, or um, an adamant object and I'll say, emotion, what are you doing here? And then I'll set it down because now I've, I've acknowledged the emotion. I'm not trying to push it out or pretend it's not there. I'm acknowledging it. Then I say, open your heart. And I literally say this out loud to myself, open your heart, open your heart. And then I kind of keep going. And as long as my heart is open, something will come up that day that needed to be addressed. And it usually has nothing to do with the current circumstance. And it allows me to heal that issue or resolve something. But it's just that the it's always there. The opportunity to heal and to transform is always there. It's just our awareness has to be tuned. And so that's, um, that's the opportunity. So when you understand your chakras and you understand when something's out of harmony, you feel it in your body. You feel it with that anxiety, with your gut, you know, you have a headache, you have a backache, usually it's because you're overthinking something. There's just something that you get to address. I, I kind of took the long way, but I hope that that kind of brings it all together. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, I think it's really interesting. And I think, um, you know, I think any tools that help, help people, uh, understand themselves better, feel more, uh, you know, feel better, feel more balanced, uh, and lets them be, a, you know, a more truthful representation of themselves, help them operate. Then, 
I'm all for it. And uh, I can't speak to, you know, what's real or what's fake, but you know, the, the, uh, if the tools work f uh, for people, that's awesome. And I'm 100% with you that so much of it is about awareness and listening and, uh, whatever you need to do to, uh, to increase that awareness, you know, who am I to say that, uh, it's not, you know, it's not metaphysical or not magic because, what is, I think that's my take on all of it. It's like, what does magic even mean? If I can take a few deep breaths, exactly. go through some sort of exercise and feel better, like what, you know, if that's not magic, I don't know what is. So, uh, yeah. Right. We, we are magic. You got to believe we are magic. Nothing can stand in our way. <laughs> I love it. We are. I mean, we really are. I'm there with you. I'm We're there magic. with you. So uh, thank you so much for sharing. Is there anything about what you do or who you are that we haven't touched on? Because I think uh, I love this, uh, you know, the energy you bring to to our uh, our boring old software world. Is there something that our audience needs to know about you that we haven't touched on? Um, well, I am... I'm every woman. It's all in me. I love to sing. Um, I love Michael Jackson. <laughs> I love his music and everything because he's just got, he's very prophetic in a lot of his music. Um, I love the possibilities that those music that, you know, the Whitney Houston's and people of that era of the 80s. I love the energy of the 80s because it was so breakthrough creative you know, and it just really allowed people, I mean, look at some of the videos from the 80s, the way people were dressing, you know, it was bright and just, it was just like, rah, we're just going to break out, you know, and, and it, and I really love that energy and um, that I want to bring, I want to bring that back. And, and that is what I see available or possible in the SaaS space. You know, maybe it is a little advantageous of me to feel that way. And I'm okay with that because just like you said, what is magic? So what is too much hope? You know, what is too much? What is too much? You're thinking too big of possibilities. I'd rather be thinking up there and creating those opportunities than getting caught up in the pendulums of what is clearly not working in the world. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think that that's what, with the SaaS space, and when you pair that with um, with the with cryptocurrency, and when you put that with the metaphysical and the spiritual awakening that's happening with a lot of people, there's a trifecta of really big possibility in in this whole thing. You know, I really do think so. There's an opportunity where people can come and use their creativity and create something new create new systems, new softwares that have now a blockchain to hold some accountability. So I think that's beautiful. And then you're seeing a, a rise in responsibility in the spiritual and the human being and the desire to go back to that. We are the world. We are the children uh, era, you know, and I don't think that's too much to, I don't think that's too far to reach. And I think that that's important. And I, because I believe that the salespeople these salespeople are the frontline representatives of whatever the mission is, you know, they're the ones, you know, we, <laughs> I, I'm, um, I'm a part of Rev Genius and um, uh, who is a, a, a 
sales development representative uh, community. I know you know who that is, but just in case anybody is watching. Um, and they had a, how I got back involved in the SaaS space is when I decided, hey, I'm going to focus on helping winning sales teams. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to focus on helping infuse them with that positive mental attitude and develop their character so that they can move through. And a couple days after I decided to focus on sales, an old friend of mine who is a freestyle rapper from Lexington, shout out to Tim Savage, he was hosting a sales cipher with Rev Genius and Ding Zhang, you know, and I was like, of course I'm going to the sales cipher, like my second, third day after I decide exactly where I need to be, of course. And I went to that sales cipher, thank God for, for organizations that reckon, that understand that a sales rap cipher makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the kind of, that's how you build community. And that's how you let people feel confident in bringing their full self forward. And now people are looking like, hey, how can we get on board to solve problems? You know, so that's what I want people to know about me is that I believe so much in this, in this space of creativity, this space where people are being encouraged more to be themselves. I want to really help push that, push that forth. And I want to empower the sales teams, the sales people that are going out there to understand that this is an opportunity, not only for them to help a company grow or to get a sale for a person, but this is an opportunity for them to align themselves with a bigger mission, um, you know, figure out what that is and how that, what that means to you, even if it's just being in the space, because a lot of people just, just want to be an SDR to be in SAS and they don't even really, they just like, I just want to be in SAS. So I'm like, that's cool. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay too, but make it make sense to you, you know, make it mean something to you. And that's what I do. I help the individual make it mean something to them. So now they're coming with their whole energy to the solutions table. And then you, you know, you, that just transforms, it helps you to move your business forward. It'll help people to actually see some growth and be able to uh, make the impact they want to make. So that would be what I would say. Very cool. Well, bringing the energy and personal growth for business growth. I love the thinking there. Thank you for sharing everything. Are you ready to share your screen and play some tap to flap? Yes, I am. We're going to give you one minute to play just like all of our other <laughs> guests. And uh, we'll see. So if you, uh, as you saw during your practice round, if you, if you uh, get a game over, you just click again, it'll automatically record your highest score. When you're ready, start it and okay. I'll start your one minute timer. Okay. All right. And okay there she goes off to the races all oh, right <laughs> don't cuss michelle oh, okay uh -oh. <laughs> i just flew right in. <laughs> okay oh god okay you're okay there we go here we go there you go that's what i'm talking about oh! okay okay we're Two. getting it though you're, we're getting yeah it. you're on the board you've got 30 seconds left And with a trackpad, hey! yeah. Oh, I got it. <laughs> Eight, nice. See if you can top that in your believe last. In your... Just believe in yourself. <laughs> Visualize it, right? 
That's right. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Okay. Okay, yeah, this is definitely crackish. This is crackish. <laughs> <laughs> it's very addictive one of the reasons the incentive product works so well with enterprise sales teams people want to come back and play every day okay your time is up michelle but thank you for playing. okay you got eight okay, that puts stop. you close to the top of the scoreboard i every time i record one of these i forget to look back at the other high scores so i don't know exactly where you are but you're up there. Not a lot of folks get to eight. So congratulations. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, see, see what happens, folks, when you just, you, when you got someone to encourage you, <laughs> you believe in yourself and they don't tell you that, like how good everyone else did. You know what I mean? Don't let, just, just go and do your personal best. That's what the opportunity is. <laughs> Thank you so much. Can I let people know about an event I have coming up or or That's what I was just going to ask. Where can people find you? What do you have going on? Um, you know, what's, what's, what's going on in the world of Michelle? Okay. So um, every Sunday, and I'm actually just launching this coming Sunday, but I plan to run this for, um, for the next few months. And that is at 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. I am having an event that is open for sales people or people that want to increase their sales confidence. This is um, and this is online, and it's a digital event, so it'll be through Zoom. And it is called Master Your Ceremony. It pays to be sales confident. And what we're gonna do is it's going to be incredible because what I'm gonna do is help you to go from uh, sales nervous. To giving five-star service and i love that because people have the sunday scaries on sunday night <laughs> you know when it comes to sales or if you're an entrepreneur and it's sunday night how much aren't you are you sick of giving up your sunday and being worried instead of being able to just chillax and enjoy your time off so that you can walk into monday feeling more clear so you come to the Master Your Ceremony event, um, now you're gonna be able to listen to some good music. We're gonna reflect on your past uh, week. You're gonna bring your planner, you're gonna bring a journal because we're gonna actually plan out your week in terms of putting some of those systems in place, the meditation system, to um, putting in block time blocking. You know, So now you're gonna look at your week instead of be afraid of it so that you're, you can walk into your Monday and you're gonna have the energy and you're going to be open to having conversations and to letting things fall into place in a much more natural fashion. So that's at 5 p.m. on Sunday nights, Mountain Standard Time in America. And where do we sign up for that? How do I get uh, get an invite? Um, I, ha I have a link, but you can go to my uh, in-phone at, and that is uh, www.infone.co forward slash VBM. And I can send you that too, awesome. so we can post that. Or I can send you the direct link so to the Eventbrite. You can find me on Eventbrite at Vision Board Music. That's Vision Board, one word, music, a second word. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Michelle. It was great getting to know you, getting your whole self. Uh, and uh, I hope we can you know, talk again soon. Uh, I think the, the audience is going to get a, a kick out of this episode. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Have an incredible weekend and take care. And of course, I'll be following you on LinkedIn. <laughs> Thanks. You too. Bye-bye.